What's up, NBA fans? This is NBA Mate, UK's podcast about NBA basketball. It's time for episode one, and I'm super excited to share with you my list of top 10 NBA players right now. I wanted to start with such episode because it will provide some context of what do I value in an NBA player, what I think makes a player good, and plus, I love lists and rankings. They're a lot of fun, and as I've shared with you, my goal is to have fun while recording this podcast. I won't dive too deep into the criteria that I've used to rank the players, but here are a few important points I've taken into consideration. Number one, in NBA, winning matters the most. Winning games, winning conferences, series and chips. If you're a player that's proven to contribute to winning no matter the stat sheet, then you're a player I find valuable. Number two, numbers matter, but context matters more. Two players scoring 30 per night are not contributing equally to their team if one of them has 60% through shooting percentage and the other one is at 50. I am a bit of a stat geek when it comes to the NBA, but I always try to support any data with the eye test and context. Number 3. Defense matters. Now, if you're a LeBron James putting 30 points per game on high efficiency near 19 or a Nikola Jokic single-handedly running the whole offense, I could forgive you for the lack of or the subpar defensive output. However, if I have two players with similar offensive output, I look at their performance in defense because a top offensive player who is also a good or great defender is definitely more valuable for their team. And number four, I take into account the factor of replaceability and how can your team perform without you or with another player in your place. A good example is Steph Curry, who I consider to be irreplaceable for the Golden State, meaning that any other point guard in the place of Curry would not be able to lead them to a championship in my opinion. And now, moving on to the list and starting with number 10, I got Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. The prisoners of the moment will probably wonder how I got Tatum in my top 10, considering his objectively poor performance in the NBA Finals. But a few bad games even at the biggest stage cannot eliminate all the great things JT did last season and the growth he showed as a player. Tatum earned his first OMBA First Team award at the end of last season averaging 27, 8 and 4, and he showed an amazing defensive ability and potential especially against KD when he locked him down for four games straight in the playoff series against the Nets. JT has improved every year of his career. In five seasons in the NBA, he's been to the conference finals twice and in the finals once, and has all the intangibles and physical attributes to get even better. He is deservedly in the top 10 players in the NBA right now. Number 9, I have Kawhi Leonard. While availability is something I highly value for rankings, and one of the reasons that I didn't consider Damian Lillard for this list, as he only played in 29 games last year, Leonard is such a special player that he still made the list and would have been much higher if I released it at the end of last season. The last thing we saw from Kawhi was one of the best scoring performances in the playoffs of all time. He was putting up 30 points per night on 57% shooting from the field, 40% from three and nearly 90% from the free throw line. He also made OMBA first team in 2021 and add to that his perimeter defense, which while not as impressive as it was in his first few years in the league, is still elite. And you get why Clippers fans and the whole NBA fandom is so excited to see the claw back. I'm expecting Kawhi to make his way back to my top 5 this year if he can play play regularly and come back the same player, or at least nearly the same player that he was. Number 8, I got the big guy Joe Embiid. I remember when Joe made his debut in the NBA in 2016-2017. He was on restricted minutes, playing only around 20 per night. And in that limited time, you could just see that if he can stay healthy, he would be a superstar. His injury problems are still after him to this day, and that is definitely his biggest setback. 
However, I am also putting Embiid only 8 in my ranking, because to this day in his career, Joel is worse in the playoffs than in the regular season, in every single statistical category. He scores less points, on worse efficiency, in more minutes, with more turnovers. He just hasn't done and won enough in the playoffs for me to put him above any of the rest, and as I said, availability also does matter. So these are the reasons I got Embiid only 8. Number 7 might come as a surprise to some, but to me it's an obvious choice. I got Jimmy Butler. Butler is a special case of a player. He's never been close to the MVP race in the regular season, only made 4 OMBA 3rd teams and no OMBA 2nd or 1st teams. But how many players in the NBA currently can say they've led their team to the finals? We got LeBron, we got Dwight Howard once upon a time when he was a top 5 player in 2009 with the Orlando Magic, we got KD, Steph, Kawhi, Yanis, and you could make an argument for either Devin Booker or Chris Paul for the Suns last year. Butler did this 2 years ago and this year he proved his value again by pushing an elite defensive team in the Boston Celtics to a 7 game series with some godly performances in game 6 and 7. As said in the beginning, to me a player contributing to winning is the most important metric and that is why I am giving Jimmy Butler his credit by putting him 7th in my top 10 list in the NBA right now. Number 6 on my list is Kevin Durant. KD is out of my top 5 as a result of his playoff performance against Boston Celtics. His team was swept and while he definitely doesn't carry the whole responsibility for that, at least in terms of the actual games, he probably had the worst playoff series of his career, shooting under 40%, looking stunned by the physical Boston defense and also not contributing on the defensive end at all. We should, we should remember that the Nets lost the first game in that series because KD was inattentive at the last play, which ended up with Jason Tatum laying it up for the game winner. Add to that the number of games he's missed in the last two years, and to me KD being 6th is an easy choice, as he has a lot to prove in the coming season and I can't wait to see how he responds on the court. Number 5 is Luka Doncic. Luka made the OMBA first team 3 times in his first 4 years in the league, missing only his rookie year. He's currently the second highest scorer per game in NBA playoffs history, only behind Michael Jordan, having played against the Los Angeles Clippers with Kawhi and, pa- and Paul George twice, and against the number one seeded Phoenix Suns with one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, Mikael Bridges, and of course against the champions from this year, Golden State Warriors. He's a walking 28-9-9 and has been since his second year in the league. We're talking about an all-time great in the making. And funnily enough, I don't think Luka's stats do him justice, as to me he is even better than what the stat sheet shows because of the way he scores, because of his body language, the way that he looks like he's mocking the other team's defense, and because of his ability to make the right pass in the right moment. Getting to the Western Conference Finals was the last piece of validation I needed to put Luka in my top 5, as he definitely deserves to be there right now. Number 4. I have the King, LeBron James. This is not a legacy award for LBJ. He played out of his mind last season and people who watch the Lakers are fully aware that the shambolic season they had as a team was everything but his fault, and in fact he was the only positive thing to come out of a tragic campaign. In his 19th year in the league, LeBron James did something that only 13 players in the history have done, averaging over 30 points at 50% shooting or above. Let me repeat this, in his 19th year, LeBron did something that has only been done by 13 players in the history and none of them did it out of their prime, as LeBron is considered to be right now. He showed again that whatever his team needs from him, he will deliver it at an elite level and I really hope that Darwin Ham can fix the mess that the Lakers is and AD can stay healthy so we can see LeBron James in more competitive games 
and in the playoffs again. And now, it's time for my top 3 NBA players right now. Number 3, I've got Nikola Jokic. Imagine a center giving you 27 points per game on 58% shooting and 14 rebounds. That's already a top 15, top 10-ish player in the league, right? Well, that's what the Joker put up last year, but add to it 8 assists per game too. Nikola Jokic's game is not attractive for the mainstream viewer. He's not flashy, he moves a bit weirdly and kind of slowly, and he always looks unbalanced when scoring. But the ball keeps going in again and again, and his passes keep finding the open man again and again too. The Joker is the running two times MVP winner, and deservedly so. The Nuggets team from last season had no place in the playoffs, and I'm so looking forward to watching him with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. on the court with him. Number 2. Chef Curry. In the last two seasons, Curry proved every narrative about himself wrong. He first led a bad Warriors team to the play-ins while being triple teamed from the center line, putting up 32 points per night on a ridiculous efficiency. And then this year he won his fourth chip and first finals MVP award after one of the best performances from a guard in NBA Finals history. He completely dismantled a Celtics defense that made KD look subpar and eliminated the reigning champions. Curry has put himself in the top 10 NBA players of all time discussion with his continuous greatness and he is deservedly starting this season as my second best player in the NBA. And now, on to number 1. It's probably clear at this point that I've got the Greek freak, Yanis Antetokounmpo. Let's take a look at the last 4 years. Since 2018, Yanis has won 2 MVP awards, finished top 5 in MVP voting in the other 2 campaigns, one's 4th and one's 3rd, was a member of the OMBA first team every year, won one Defensive Player of the Year award, took the Milwaukee Bucks to the finals, where he put up a legendary performance to win the chip and finals MVP with a 50-point closeout game, all while twisting his knee in the previous series against Atlanta Hawks. In those finals, he also had two of the most legendary plays in the finals, the block against DeAndre Ayton and the alley-oop from Drew Holiday in Game 5. And even in this year's playoffs, despite losing Chris Middleton in the first round, Yanis took the finalist Boston Celtics to seven games, including having three 40-point games in that series. The Greek freak is elite on both ends of the floor and is a walking 30-12-6 on 55% shooting. He is undoubtedly the best player in the NBA right now. And that is the end of my top 10 NBA players list. I will be back on Wednesday when I will be sharing my top 10 NBA players of all time list. So subscribe to get a notification when the episode comes out. Thanks for listening and until next time.